When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Pamela DeBar's Pajama Party, a Pantheon podcast. Music, culture, conversation, and good old-fashioned rock and roll. So now, I give you Miss Pamela and her pajama party. Hello, dolls. How about this? I am back. I knew I'd be back. I thought it would be sooner, but I've been working on this book for almost four years. And it is uh, Jane Petty's book. It's called American Girl, of course. And she was married to Tom for 25 years. So it's a it's a love story. It's a you know Morial boy. I know more about Tom Petty than I ever really needed to know. But any you're now going to know yourself. So anyway, that book should be out by the end of the year, and that's what that's what has kept me away from my wonderful podcast. So today we're doing something a little different. Um, my darling Cece Benhoff, who I interviewed, I can't believe it's almost three years ago. It's insane. Um, she's going to interview me. Because I've been MIA for a little while, and um, I chose her because I love her. If I was a guy, her boyfriend would be in trouble. So <laughs> uh, we'll catch up with her, too. So welcome to my show, Pamela DeBar's Pajama Party for Pantheon Podcasts. I'm back. Okay, hi, I'm Sierra. I'm here with Pamela. Pamela, ha- you have been such a big support to me. I think you know you're one of my mentors. As soon as Tim introduced us, and shout out to Tim. Yes, and Tim. Jess. Yes. God bless them for the introduction and for all he said for my life. But yeah, you're a, you are a big part of my heart in spite of our distance. I know. <laughs> and so when I was here playing your party last, you know, we were goofing and having fun and just going, well, why hasn't anybody interviewed you? On yes, your, on your exactly. Podcast? Yeah. So, so and, and you're the perfect person to do it. Well, you called yourself Sierra, though. 
Yeah. Have you, have you gone back to the actual name mm. or you're no longer Cece? No, I'm Cece. Okay. I leave it up to people's okay. discretion. Okay. You know, I don't know right. how that just came out. I mean, it is my God-given, yes, my I, Christian name. Yes, that's right. <laughs> okay, speaking of names. So when I saw you at the Echo, I heard a little backstage, this little cutie pie gal going, oh, yeah, we're going to Pamela's. And I said, excuse me. <laughs> it's Miss Pamela. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, do you have a preference? Because no. I, I call you Queenie. I call you Miss P. I heard that. Yes. Miss Pamela. People call me Miss P, Miss Pamela. Yeah. That's been going on since Tiny Tim named the, you know, we visited him. Miss Lucy met Tiny Tim in New York and she, he was in town playing the troubadour. And she said, we should go visit Mr. Tim. So we all piled over there to the Sunset Marquee. And he was such a nervous wreck having that many girls around. <laughs> he was he was sweating uh -huh. and fanning and sure. doing all those things. <laughs> sure. And he he had to take a shower every few minutes. He was just oh, flipped out. And we were piling up all over him. He was very shy. Huh. Yeah. So he was... So he called her Miss Lucy already. She was already Miss Lucy because uh, he started that 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 name change for all right, of us. We right. all became Miss, Miss. so and so. I like it. And even though it didn't suit Mercy, really, yeah, right, right. She, she yeah, but I also love it because it didn't suit her. <laughs> punk rock yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah, yes. I yes, mean the is. most punk rock. You know what? I always thought was spectacular that. From the moment I came into your life, she did not give one flying anything about me. She just, yep, we'll just see about you. <laughs> but she loved that. But well, but she did get you, and I know she did. Yes, she did. But she I love she was she was just so authentic, and mm -hmm. and that's for sure. Very, that's a good word for mercy. Yeah. But she became Miss Mercy that day, just like all of us became Miss Sparky, Miss Pamela, Miss Cinderella, Miss Sandra. So cool. Yeah. And, so and, cool. and Miss Christine, of course. Right. So, yeah. Is that your so, preference? So Miss Do you Pamela, have a preference? It's so weird being called Miss Pamela okay. when I'm at this age group. Oh. Yeah. Do you want Madam? <laughs> that sounds good. I Ooh, love, I love a Madam. Madam Kind of sexy. <laughs> I, I mean, like that. we could talk to the Lord about it, but Madam Pam, Madam Pamela sounds like a Miss ha Miss Havisham's like counterpart. Dog. Yeah, Miss <laughs> Miss <laughs> <laughs> Havisham's dog. Dog. So, you just brought up the Lord. Do you still talk to the Lord? I do. I don't know who I'm talking to, mm. but. You know, for much of my life, it was the Lord. Of so yeah, that's who, so that's who I talked to, and you do yeah. too. Yeah, I talk to the Lord, but I also open it up yeah. to whoever else might be listening. Right, and I kind of use the Lord yeah. as a God. Yeah. You yes, know? me too. Right, and I'm sure He, capital H, is fine with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I don't even, you know, He. Do you? Do you? In your like. In your spirit, do you feel him or is it Jesus? Yeah. Uh, sometimes. Right. I okay. also speak to his mother. Cool. Especially yeah. about my son. I'll, t I'll talk to Mary about him. Right. 
And uh, but there's more to it. It's vaster. Yeah. You know, it's it's like, OK, here I am. Right. Eat me up. You know, I love that. I think that's really oh, that makes me feel really more comfortable about my relationship with it all. You know, mm-hmm. because a lot of people, especially with Christianity, have like a a dark cloud still, but they still talk to the Lord. Right. Yeah. Do you think he listens? I mean, I don't think anybody I listens. I don't think you're listening to me right now, but as far as anything else. You, you don't think there's a listener? Why do you think mm-hmm. everyone talks to the unseen then if there's no listener? That's you think we're the li- listener, the highest self of us? That we're talking actually to. To our highest self. A lot of times I think that. Yeah. This got deep awfully quick. I know. <laughs> you want to ask me some stuff well in my notes i even said you know obviously you know thought it'd be a fun way for us to catch up or whatever but i have a tendency to go deep you've heard my music and all these things i'm like do you want a safe word (laughs) (laughs) maybe get out of there about anything Okay. What do you think people might want to know about me that they don't know that you know? Well, see, and that's the other thing about it. Like, we know a lot about you. Really beautiful, neat stuff. You know, I will tell you something. Not on the deep level. (laughs) Guess what's in my eBay cart right now? What? 1989 Playboy. Oh, you should let me give you one. No way. I want to buy it. Well, I have to sign it. I love it. Yes, you have to sign yeah. it. Yes. Um, I actually sell those Playboys on my rock tour. I buy them to sell. Oh, then I'll just buy it from you. No, I charge more than you probably pay. Oh, shoot. No, I have yet to buy it. But <laughs> it, listen, you're not cheap. No. It's a good issue. Yeah, LaToya is on the yeah, cover. I know. I know. But Babe City. I'll tell you about that shoot. Please. It was not sexy, okay? Oh, shoot. okay. People don't know how hard uh, that is <laughs> to to pose for Playboy uh-huh. because they he took that was the main guy who shot all the playmates okay. and everything. This was 1989, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, he shot twenty thousand photos of me. <laughs> yeah, it was In all one day. day long. Jeez. And and you, I had to arch myself in the most uncomfortable <laughs> positions and stay there. The little fish face and whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, this one. <laughs> it was the one, you know, with your mouth open. I wanted to take a photo of you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so that was not a sexy experience. Right. It's but hard. I think it came out pretty good. They have me sitting among all these records. With a very so cool. I've never seen it. Oh, I'll I'll show it to you. With a sly look on my face, you know. Love it. Yeah, it's 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 it was funny. It was really funny, and they used a lot of old shots of me for the piece too, because I shot for Playboy when I was twenty one. Right. But my tits weren't big enough. Right. (laughs) (laughs) For them at the time. Right. Right. But but you know I. I thought it was so short-sighted because that was hippie flower child days and they should have had a flower child. Absolutely. They should have had a, a, that girl of that time. Exactly. But they wanted big bosoms, whether they were fake or not. Right. Exactly. So, so I didn't get that, but somehow because I wrote that book, Mm -hmm. the the reason though, why I did that shoot wasn't so I could be naked for people. It's because they let me write the piece. Yeah. 
Totally. That's why I said, yeah, let's do it. I mean, I, I went for it because I wanted to write the piece. Right. And that was the first time they let any naked girl write their story. Whoa. I know. I mean, that's very special. It might be the only time. I don't know. I, I bet know. you it's one of very few. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they'll let you get naked, but you can't write, right? Jeez Louise. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so on that note, I, I think you saw that. I posted a quick thing because I told a few friends that I was yeah. coming. Yeah, yeah. I had that a few. Smart. I, yeah, I had a few people that want to ask you some questions. Mm-hmm. Um, one of which I think is really cool. I'm. Her name is Nina. She, you might know her, Nina Storm. She does a an all femme experience, maybe every four months. She has all women do basically like a cabaret, comedians, burlesques, yeah, singer-songwriters or whatever, yeah. uh-huh. somewhere uh-huh. in between. Yeah. So she asked me this. She said, is there any chance of a film TV mm-hmm. adaptation mm-hmm. of With the Band happening? Or could there be? I've had it options at least a dozen times. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Every, from everyone from stars to HBO to new line movies to uh, I, I can't even think of all of them. Oh. There's so many Netflix, Lord, so many right. people. I, I am not surprised. I, have I hope you know my gasp is not out of shock. But, I'm just like. But no one has had the balls or ovaries to get it made. Gotcha. It never got to the point of getting it made or being cast. Right. There were a lot of people interested. I started with Ali Sheedy. Okay. Ali Sheedy uh, optioned it for three years. Wow. Every year she'd re-option it because she really believed in it and uh, never happened. Then it went to Drew Barrymore, to Christina Applegate, to all, every kind of girl when they were real young, you know. Right. They, but it just, and then I had people like Allison Anders attached. Wow. I wrote the screenplay with my friend Iva for Stars. Wow. And that didn't happen either. I mean, I don't know what, but now it is with Tea Time, Dakota Johnson's company. Currently? Yeah. Oh, I just got, so, I, I got a little. Oh, you did? I got a little thing in oh, here. Yeah, well, on. she's she's like a family member, obviously. Melanie okay. and Don, you know. Okay. There are, have been in my life for a long time. Right. <laughs> in right. several ways. In my life. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to talk about that a little or? Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, mean, Don, I, don't, I think that's something that people don't. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, I don't get not, asked about Don right. Johnson that much, but he was one of my only true loves. Yeah. And I love talking about your, that, that was one of my questions for you anyway, was like your true, like romantic, like aside from music, like. I've been thinking about it because I'm doing this show at the Whiskey A Go Go. You guys, I'm doing a show, another one. I sold out the Whiskey A Go-Go on my birthday in September. And now I'm doing one on March 17th. And the tickets are on sale now. Wait, that's St. Patrick's? Yeah, St. Patrick's Oh, this is a party and a half. I know. We're going to sunset. It's going to be great. It's early, 6.30, if you want something else, if you want something wild to do afterwards. But I've been thinking about my loves because of this show. And because my first boyfriend, Bobby Martini, is coming to the show amazing and i'm going to read a lot about him and he's such a great we've been in touch all these years since high school yeah that that's how i am i try to stay in touch with all my boyfriends and i realized (laughs) just today (laughs) you gotta keep your options open (laughs) 
He's married. He, uh, he's married. Hey. Very married. Sure, sure. I just realized today that he really was one of my true loves. I mean, really and truly. Mm-hmm. Even though we were 16. Sure. He was 15. Right. I brought Ooh, the cradle I early. I love yeah. that. Ooh, <laughs> I get in trouble now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we were together for a while until the Beatles came along and I decided uh-huh. I wanted Paul McCartney. Oh, yeah. Naturally. And so I'm going to read a lot oh, about that. You want to martini. <laughs> Because you know, nothing to do. Just had to go see about somebody. But we've stayed friends all this time. And then I then I was in love with Chris Hillman for a very long time. I mean, off and on for many years. Mm-hmm. And he was very hard to get. He was a strong, silent type. Okay. He was the bass player for the Birds and then the Flying right. Burrito Brothers. Right, right, right. My favorite band of all time. Yep. Featuring Graham Parsons. I do know that. And, and um, you know, the strong, silent type will get you immediately. But it won't, I feel like that wouldn't hook you for life. It just did. I kept oh, thinking he's, he's very mysterious. <laughs> but it turned out he wasn't. He wasn't mysterious. He was just quiet. <laughs> he was just quiet. <laughs> he kept stuff to himself. <laughs> quiet know-it-all, man. I well, love those type of guys. A bass player, though, is often that that dark. Mm. moody type of person with that deep dark bass sound is very sexy right so he was my i loved him so much then don johnson was my next true love after that even though i went out with mick jagger jimmy page all the other people in between i realized i didn't love i mean i loved them but i wasn't in love with any of them sure and i accepted keith moon and and mick jagger as as just love you know Rolling the hay, fun people to be with. Although Keith was very, very, you know, uh, melancholy, shall we say. Gotcha. At times. Gotcha. And I had to pull him up. But Mick was just fun. He was just fun to frolic with and do every kind of thing. Of all the name names, forgive my, you know, cadence with that. Who was your, like, if you could do one night again, who would you choose just for a one-nighter? Not not necessarily. Wow. Not not so like a, but like just oh, a kick just, it. Just a hang. Not probably yeah, Keith Moon. Keith, wow. Keith Moon had this incredibly depth to him that came out in all kinds of very weird ways. But he was just expressing himself. Mm-hmm. He was so creative and so brilliant and so otherworldly. And so sad, too. Yeah. No wonder you love me more than anyone. Are you sad, too, baby? <laughs> you do have that quality. You do have that quality. Okay, anyway, back to Don Johnson. So then there was Don Johnson. And he was my love, my this, true like, love. All the time. Before <laughs> I want to do this once a month. But he was my true love before Michael, who I married. Right. 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 So Don and I had a very wild. He was hot. In fact, there's a a, a one, two words in my in I'm with the band that just happened to come out. Mm -hmm. Because when when I was writing it, my agent said, who is Don Johnson? No one's heard of him. He's not a musician. Nobody cares about Don Johnson. I said (laughs) he was (laughs) he was. A true love. I'm not going to kick Don Johnson out of my life. I have like another little side book. <laughs> who cares about Don Johnson? I'll tell you who. A lot of people yeah, do. But anyway, absolutely. he was a true love. But right when the book came out, Miami Vice took off. Okay. So he became a talking point totally. on the talk shows and everything. And 
unexpectedly. Babe City, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. He was so hot. Yeah. So he still is. Right. So um, he was right up there. True, true, true love. And we lived together. And uh, uh, I thought, you know, this was it. He was really hot. But in the book I wrote, um, in my diary, a diary entry. That's all it was. Right. I was I was describing him. I had spent like the first night with him. Mercy introduced us. Wow. She was telling me he lived next door to a good friend of mine, Chuck Wine, the wizard I wrote extensively mm-hmm. about. And she said, there's a guy next door you have to meet. So <laughs> the guy next door. <laughs> yes. The guy meets the girl not so next door. Maybe like a few doors down type of girl. No, it's right next door. <laughs> Very easy. So he opened the door and I went, okay, I'm a goner. That's it. <laughs> he opened the door and there he was. So anyway, in this diary entry, I wrote huge cock. <laughs> We're going to take a little break. Hello, Pantheon podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Okay, we're back. <laughs> That's it. Two words. And that <laughs> That got so much attention because of Miami Vice. Okay, so was it, a, were you being literal or metaphorical or kind of both? Both. Both. Oh, no, he's... Huh. Okay. Yeah. Are we allowed to get 
Well, I'm going to talk to you real. Well, you take I, out whatever you want. I'm not but. going to measure. I'm not going to okay. measure. But, but it, 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 it and, and he but was length and width. Excellent. Both. Excellent. Yes. <laughs> Usually you just get one. <laughs> Oh my and gosh. you're lucky if you can't get one. Yeah. I mean, it's yes, true. Yes, it is true. But, you know, sizes and everything. No. Okay. No. It really isn't. You want a little bit of both. <laughs> but anyway, we were together for like a year. It seemed longer because he was uh, he was a piece of work. Right. But, but you know, I learned a lot with him. Mm. I learned a lot about men. Okay. I was only, I was a year older than right. he was. Right. So anyway, just like Bobby Martini. So, so you did that for a while. I was so twenty three and you twenty two. Got you. Yeah. I mean, and anything to last a year in your twenties. I'm yeah. like, this is yeah. a good thing, a learning thing. What did What did you learn? I learned. I learned what not to accept. Nice. Like your yeah. boundaries. Yeah, standards. boundaries. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Right. Uh, but we stayed friends. I mean, it, it, you know, it, it didn't ruin. The length of our friendship, which is, you know, up till now. Sure. And well, I think you're very oh, good. She won. Yay. Oh, she's <laughs> she's awesome. Sorry. Oh sorry. We're watching the Emmys. But... Look at her. She's such a beauty and she, she is a real it. woman. I know. We're talking about the girl who plays Shiv on Succession. Yeah. I don't know her name. Yeah. But look at that dress. Sarah Snook is her name. There it is. Uh, <laughs> I bet you that's Oscar De La Renta. Right out of my 75-year-old brain, Sarah Snook. Are you 75? Yeah. You look better than me. Your skin oh, looks yeah, better right. than my skin. This, this is not true, listener. Okay. okay. Whomever uh, is listening, whatever you're seeing on the internet, yes, she looks that good <laughs> and more. It is all oh, real. I am, oh, I am a foot from her. Thank um, you, Sierra. I mean it for I've real. I've never called you that. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, wait. So it's not just we've gone for... off on this. Well, I okay. the adaptation of with the band and whatnot, and how that right. all kind of connects to that. I well, think we were I, talking I could, about I could my sidebar man. for years. Yeah, with you. Yeah, but then Don Johnson mm -hmm. got a, the part in the Herod Experiment, which is now actually on Amazon. Okay. And it's based on a book uh, about a sex college. Oh. And Don played opposite Tippi Hedren, whose daughter is Melanie Griffith. Got you. And Melanie and I were both extras. Cute. And the rest is history. Wow. And so now <laughs> it's all coming full circle. And so. Yes. Isn't that something? It's really A weird. real full circle. Yeah. yeah. And. With his daughter, Dakota. And I was at that wedding. You know, I stayed friends with all these people. Right. I was a hippie, even though he fell in love with Melanie. We broke up. I stayed friends with all of them. I And I feel like you, any person who's been able to be friends with their exes, I just feel like is more evolved. Mm -hmm. And you are that person. I mean, especially with women. And I don't know if that sounds weird, but like, I'm not that girl. I'm like, <laughs> beat it. Even if I did the one, leave it. Uh, <laughs> I'm still like, screw you. You're out of my life forever. Wow. Yeah. I, I've Very cold. Well, I figure that if you are that devoted to someone and mm -hmm. actually in love with that like person. the real stuff yeah this these all the people these these there's six of people that i was really in love with and maybe even seven because nick st nicholas was the first man i actually went all the way with he mm -hmm. came to the last whiskey show 
and I got to introduce him and read about him. I know. That's the coolest name. (laughs) That's his real name. No, it's so neat. (laughs) He was a bass player also. My first three lovers were bass players. You love the rhythm. They were my first three lovers, bass players. Noel Redding was in between. Me, yeah. Talk about rhythm. (laughs) Yeah, I know. He could keep up with Hendrix, man. I know. Band of Gypsies, all that stuff. Well, that was it. No, 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 he was an experience. experience. But Mitch was also in Band of Gypsies, and he was my favorite drummer ever ever, because they could keep up with Jimmy. But now that's another tangent. Um, So (laughs) I wish we could entertain all day. I go and Melanie. I was oh, yeah. saying yet you're way more evolved than me, even at the ripe age of oh, 23. Yeah. Okay. Because you stay friends with yeah, all these I people. stayed friends but with I think them. Really in love, like we talked I was about really. agape last time we spoke. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe I'm just not loving any of these hoes. <laughs> maybe that's it. <laughs> because if you do really love them in the in the way that God intended, yeah, um, you don't want to lose them forever. Yeah. Sometimes you need a little break, yeah. but I didn't even take one from Don and Melanie. Right. We, uh, in fact, I was her maid of honor at their second <laughs> wedding. Yeah, at their second wedding when she was pregnant with Dakota. So that's why this thing with Dakota uh, having the rights to my book with the band is pretty great that's to me this cosmic. this time felt yeah cosmic uh kismet the full feels like god thing. Yeah, that is some god stuff there yeah all right so there you go nina storm there's an answer to your question a long-winded one and that was a great question <laughs> so my dad says hello and he's just Glad I'm getting out of the house and with you. He said, this is exactly where you're supposed to be. Now you ask her, he he wanted to know, I don't even need to read this because frankly, I don't understand the text if I were to read it verbatim, but I understand his sentiment. He wanted to know among, you know, of all the people you were hanging around and all the music you saw, what song made the greatest impact on either the artist or or that generation if there was like a song that stands out to you about an impact on me me that's me great. that's like, what we're talking about <laughs> well yeah exactly move on over whomever well, else but well, what song do you remember like having a well, great effect the greatest effect a song ever had was Treat Me Nice by Elvis. You can see it right yeah. over there. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. still part of me. It's part of my DNA. Mm-hmm. I was nine when my dad took me to a yard sale. That's yes. why I still love yard sale oh. swap meets and everything. Because I could hang out with my dad. Totally. And uh, he said, go find something you might like. And I had just gotten, well, I've had this little kitty record player. That I was playing my little like a little Mickey Mouse on. ones off plastic. I yeah, love it was plastic, those. But, suitcase, but, yeah. but it was so interesting. It held twelve records. It would drop, and oh, and it would keep. So it was cool. a really. I wish I still had. I can totally see it. So he he said, "Go choose something." Now I had just seen Elvis on Ed Sullivan. So when I saw this stack of records, I said, "Oh, I've heard of him," and I brought it. <laughs> I heard of him. I was nine. And there was also Great Balls of Fire. And it was a nice sun, it said. And it was yellow. And so I took that, too. Yeah. So those are my first two records. Pretty good. Jailhouse Rock. And those are your Balls first two fire. records yeah. that you bought. That 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 I chose. That you chose. That I chose. Exactly. Rock and roll. I already had kiddie records. Mickey Mouse and stuff. 
yeah. But okay, uh, so, quick sidebar. Yeah. Is that okay. Favorite Disney song? I know you're a Disney queen. Disney song? What's your favorite? Wow. I know He's that's hard. We can He's a trail. Hazel Trail. Oh, I want to hear you sing. I promise, Lord, (laughs) you are hearing this. Okay, I'm gonna call this boom, 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 roof. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that, and it's so dark and lovely. Okay. Also, also the Mickey Mouse Club theme. Oh gosh, you know I'm in love with Mickey Mouse and Minnie. You know, I I always like the women with the men. Yeah. As you can see, she's right over. Oh, oh she's falling over. Oh, God. She's but taking a break. I love Minnie Mouse I as much as Mickey Minnie. Mouse, you see. Absolutely. And I loved Gail Zappa as much as Frank Zappa, but we're off on another tangent. I we're, know. I'm sorry. I sidebarred. Oh, I know. We're going to talk <laughs> about. I'm just stoked. <laughs> okay, so we, we are. Oh, we you're were talking about Elvis and. Oh, the song. And your, okay. the, the song that, the song. that really impacted your life. Was treat me nice, which happened to be the flip side of Jailhouse Rock. Right. Okay. So I turned it over to see what that song was going to sound yeah. like, and that just that was it. I never stopped playing it. My mother went nuts. How many times am I going to hear that? <laughs> just, just the way. In fact, we need to play "Treat Me Nice." Okay. Mm. All right. If you don't greet me right, don't you ever kiss me once, kiss me twice. Treat me nice. I know that you've been told it's not fair to tease. So if you come on cold, I'm really gonna freeze. You know, he says, when I walk through that door, baby, be polite. Mm-hmm. You're gonna make me sore if you don't treat me right. And I was like, how do I treat Elvis right? How do I treat Elvis nice? <laughs> what does someone do to treat Elvis nice? Right. My mind was just, I mean, and that song led me into my groupie thing. Okay. Wow. And then Dion was next. Oh, Dion. What a writer. I know. See, you know. I was, do know. Right? Mm-hmm. And I had such good taste as a child that I chose him over Fabian and Bobby Rydell and Paul. And, Paul Anka, although he wrote, uh, but sure. not as good as Dion. And uh, <laughs> he was just on the New Year's special. I know. I know. He's still you know, I watched the whole thing. That's what I do on New Year's. I stay oh, yeah. at home alone and I drink a little cherry or whatever. <laughs> and I'm watching Paul Anka. Oh, I was out. I was seeing Swamp Dog at the Roxy. You see. <laughs> anyway, he was great. You are aging everybody. Oh, God. <laughs> so it was Elvis and then Dion with. Uh, the Wanderer. I mean, I loved Run Around Sue, mm-hmm. and and I knew that was his girlfriend slash wife's name later. Right. And I didn't, you know. But I love the song. I love to dance to it. Um, but The Wanderer also mm-hmm. was a song that put me, kept me going in that direction. Right. It was he was a naughty man. He was right. he went, roamed from town to town. Mm-hmm. Met a girl in each town. Right. Sure. Yeah. So those two songs sort of set me on my path. Know my name, they call me the one. 
such as it was. I guess I'm still on that path because I have a groupie soul. And a groupie, you know, people have asked me so many times, which might be one of your questions. What is a groupie? You want me to ask you that? <laughs> I wasn't going to ask you that because I, well. Do you I, know what a groupie is? Well, what I was going to bring up is the fact that I love how, you know, when I was growing up, like it it had like an, almost a negative connotation. Yeah, exactly. And to me, you, you've done a lot. Uh, for me, at the very least, I can't speak for a lot of people, but I know it's true in regards to taking what's yours, reframing and going, no, I these were my decisions, are my decisions, yeah. and this is what it actually means yeah. to have my power. Yeah, I did what I wanted. Right. And I was a woman. Well, but tell us what groupie means. Groupie just means love. Yeah. It's yeah. just another word for love. Right. Love of the music, love of the people who make the music, right. love of where it comes from more than anything else. Yeah. Just like the, the creative urge. Where does that come from? Mm. And it touches the audience member, the listener becomes the creator in that exchange. Right? Uh, <laughs> yeah totally yeah I, I felt the creator just now uh, yeah electric so yeah it's it's that and especially at that time when rock and when when dylan plugged in for instance that was the sexiest moment in music because i always call him bobby d because <laughs> there's too much so i'd rather produce him bobby d makes me feel better about the situation yes because the words met the electricity mm-hmm. and became one. Mm-hmm. So people had to up everything. Oh my God, what did he just say? Right. That, okay. Right. So that had already happened when I got, you know, that was in like 65, no earlier, wasn't it? When did you plug in? 63? That's a good Anyway, point. it was, it was at Newport Folk Festival where he was supposed to go out and be a folk guy. Right. Yeah. And he decided to plug in. And he plugged in. (laughs) Sexiest music, sexiest moment in rock and roll. So, so, um, and he was cursed. The audience, someone called him Judas. Someone yelled Judas out to him. Yeah. Yeah. Because he plugged in. That going, that thing going into that hole. That is, that's, to me, that there's no greater insult. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Although. We could go off on another tangent. Okay, I sure. think they I think they were in cahoots. Oh. Jesus and Judas planned that because he knew his fate. And uh, we'll be right back after these messages. And we're Stacy like no. you, 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 you've never thought that. No. Oh, of course. I mean, I've certainly thought, okay, listen, we could have a whole separate like Kiki with Miss P and Cece. <laughs> we could, we could. <laughs> <laughs> we might should just for the hell of it, but uh, I'm about to dream about that tonight. That's okay. Well, let's let's talk about that further. But I, that's what I believe. They, I've read it so was, many alternative the PR books. stunts, if you will. Yes, it was because I love a PR Jesus stunt. knew his fate, and I'm not talking about rising up. You know, from, no, he, he knew his fate as someone who was going to enlighten the world mm. and he had to go through that shit so well, he people told would pay enough stop, attention stop uh stop uh worshiping men false idols he yeah. told yeah. us all that he gave us all that stop doing this yes but- all right you know what now i'm gonna go handle it 
now that you guys cannot understand it, mm-hmm. I'm just going to do what I need to do. And and Judas was his best friend, in my opinion. And his brother, his brother too. But anyway, uh, let's go back, back to, to Bobby D. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when Dylan plugged in, um, that's where I go. That's where I went next. Right. Okay. Right. Right. And the and the the band that turned me on to well, Victor Hayden went to my high school. His brother was Captain Beefheart. That's right. another whole entire reality that and changed my life. I love that that was kind of like some of the beginnings of like in you know, I it just your beginnings are so punk rock to me in the in the true essence of it. You know, like Captain Beefheart, like he doesn't get more raw than that. I mean- it's no, so it badass. It's like to me, it's like <laughs> ultimate straight cred. You're like, yeah, I, know. I, just, I, I know. Get, This is where I, I was. I believe that 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 is true because Don Van Vliet, there was no one like him. Not even Zappa, yeah. who changed my life too, wasn't yeah. as far out as Don at all. Don was the furthest out person right. I'd ever known. So the the band that it really sort of helped put Dylan on the map as you know, as big as he got, were the birds. So they did Mr. Tambourine Man. Uh right. let's let's hear that. So the Birds were my favorite band in in Hollywood, and I started following them around, and that's that's how Hillman, that's how I got into Hillman. Um, so what else? Okay, so <laughs> Birds, oh Beefheart. Okay. So we we went Bobby D, Birdies, Beefheart. Yeah, I met Beefheart while still in high school. Right. So I I think we talked a little about this the last time, but like, but Frank, I mean, you were very. Close, obviously, for very long was Frank Zappa, but as close as someone can be with him. But, okay, and what not, do you mean by that? And not sleep with him. Yeah, because you were just family. You were. Yes, I felt like family, even though he, you know, tried a little. Yeah, there. But, but who wouldn't? But I was so close with Gail, I just would never even consider that. Right. So, this is another thing about a true groupie. Well, I don't know. Some groupies sleep with married men, and that's their prerogative. But I don't. I haven't, and I won't. Yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> especially I'm now. For and you, yeah, you deserve more than that. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, look, and, and, again, like you said, and I love how non-judgmental you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, people like the sweet Connie, for instance. It was a groupie, and she did what she wanted to do with the band and everyone surrounding the band. And sometimes she would spend twenty minutes. On a blow job with the guitar tech. And sometimes she would spend the night with one of the people. And and people gave her so much grief because she was doing exactly what she wanted to do. And they thought, what a cheap trollop, you know. <sighs> oh, yeah, she got. And I still get. I got called a slut, you know, this week by a woman on Facebook. Yeah. 
because of the word groupie. You know, all you did was, you know. People are so short-sighted and really it boils down to jealousy and inferiority and all these things that they just wish that they would have lived and you actually lived and are still living. I'm still living. I'm still having a ball. Uh, trollop is a beautiful word. It is. It's a nice old fashioned word for slut, basically. I love that. (laughs) Um, you know, another great word for slut. What? Buckle bunny. Oh, I've never heard that. I've never heard it. Rodeo whore. Oh, just undoing those fancy belts. That's right. Yeah. Go to the rodeo. Buckle bunny, trollop, sweet Connie, (laughs) ambrosia. It's all finally coming together. (laughs) That's an inside joke, yes, ladies and gentlemen. An joke, that is. Maybe we'll save it for part two. <laughs> um, but okay, so back to Frankie. Uh, I love nicknames that nobody <laughs> nobody else you uses. Never, you never called him that, but no, that's okay. nobody did. No, <laughs> uh, he really encouraged you to keep, like, to because you kept like a severe diary, right? Yeah, my mom got me a diary when I was eight or so. I think it was eight. Uh, under the Christmas tree on Balcom Avenue in Reseda. And uh, I felt like I should. What? I forgot that part. What? Which thing? That I grew up in Reseda? Yeah, I did. Come on, Tom. Uh, she, she gave <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. I just knew that he read I'm with the band. I just knew he read that. Just just for that. That, that, that song? That one part of I that know. song. I know you can yeah. hear it. She's a good girl, oh, you know. I mean, what can you do in receipt? I found a lot to do, by the way. But uh, <laughs> take the bus out of here and down to sunset. Oh, oh, oh God. <laughs> uh, I forget what we were talking about. Oh, yeah. Frank Zappa. Diary. Oh, no, diary. Okay. So uh, I started writing the diary at eight years old. And uh, I kept it up because I felt like I should. My mother gave it to me and suggested it. And then I was, then I became addicted to it about writing things down and share and sharing it with myself. I knew I'd read it later and be happy I wrote it. Why did she suggest that to you? I don't know. You just, were just that kind of Christmas, gal? A Christmas gift. And she knew I I, I love to read. That's why. I okay. Because I, I belong to book clubs and she got me all kinds of children's magazines and in the mail and stuff. So I was always, I always loved the written word. What do you do you remember like any favorite books growing up? That was one of my personal questions. Like I have a little collection of my own questions, but I'm like wondering if you're still reading, what are you reading? I read nonstop. I read nonstop. Yeah. Do you have a favorite genre currently? I read a whole lot of spiritual books. Okay. Yeah. Every kind of thing that comes to me. I'm writing my spiritual memoir now called Sex, God, and Rock and Roll. Yeah. (laughs) Now that I finished the Jane Petty book, that's what I'm doing. Um, and, uh, then I'm writing Cynthia Plastercaster's book, which is really good. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, we haven't even broached that. I know there's a lot to cover. Subject. Um, (laughs) Um, when you were little, what do you, do you remember? I belong to book clubs. So I just remember reading every kind of book that came to me. I didn't have favorites. I love Disney things. Yeah. I thought I was a Mickey Mouse nut and mm-hmm. a Disney nut, Bambi, all of it. Oh, I was those obsessed. Books are so beautiful. Yeah. I love and, those books. But then, you know, I got started with the teen magazines mm-hmm. and got, and, and, I mean, I, like I got into music very young. Mm-hmm. Then I got into James Dean 
Oh yeah. Even younger. So I started buying when he died, that was like, who is that? Right. I was on, I was sleeping in the car. My, when my parents were driving our old Ford that came on the radio that, that James Dean had died. And my mom went, Oh, oh how sad. And I woke up and said, who is who? James Dean? I think I'm in love. He's dead. <laughs> and I was eight. And he, and he were, and, 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 and he was dead. And now look. Oh, I know. Okay. <laughs> I always forget that you have tattoos. Yes, I have a signature tattooed on my neck, along with his birth date and death date. And I go to his hometown and lay on his grave and commune with him. Oh, the, the things I could tell you about James Dean. Oh, my God. He tell visits me, me. He visits me. Yeah. He's in my dreams. Okay. In my dreams, yeah. Okay. I have so <laughs> many questions. I want to know everything. <laughs> Uh, you want to share one dream? Or uh, is it personal? Uh, no, I can do it. Okay. Uh, I, I speak at the James Dean Memorial often, and this is a dream I share Where with the James there? Deaners. Fairmount, Indiana. Okay. I spend a lot of time there. Many friends there now, and I've been going there for many, many years with my friends. So you Kip. really do have some sort of spiritual connection with this dude. Yeah, with James Dean, with yeah. Graham Parsons, with various yeah. people you know, that, that, that are available. Mm -hmm. Um, and James Dean, uh, it's a long dream. So I think we should wait on this. We should do another one though. We'll just keep it casual. And I really, I love you. And I love talking with you and not as, I don't know, I'm not interested in all the, look, you've led a, an amazing life, very cool life. You're beautiful inside and out. And that's, I want to know like more of the inside. And I, I get I, it. You know of what course. I mean? We, so. we all do that. Whenever I interview someone, I try to, to at least come to that, that happened after I'm with the band came out, I became a journalist and interviewed everybody I ever wanted to sleep with. So, <laughs> you're so good at it. But that's what I did. Um, so that I, I transmogrified myself into a journalist. Great plan too. And, and my very, hey, baby, can I interview my, you? <laughs> My very first interview was with Michael Hutchins, my first big rock and roll interview. And he was so sweet. He really, really made me feel comfortable and at ease. And we became friends. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as deep goes, I, I can tell you someone else who, who I'm very fond of is Walt Whitman. And he has appeared to me uh, in, in, a, in a hologram. And so a lot of this stuff is going to be in my next book, okay. Sex, God, and Rock and Roll. I love that you said those who are available. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That is, some obviously aren't because I've tried. You know who else is incredibly available is William Blake, big hero of mine. Uh, this is <laughs> with the kitty cat. I can't even. 
the kitty cats come in to even sit by you during this conversation. I mean, oh, oh. When, when I had Rufus Wainwright sitting right where you are now, this cat was over here on the floor and he started singing a cappella. He sang one, a song a cappella right here, right where you're sitting. It was one of the most amazing moments in any of my podcasts. So if you haven't heard my Rufus Wainwright podcast, please listen to it. Anyway, my cat got up, walked over and got in his lap while he was singing. It, and he didn't, didn't, I mean, he didn't even, I mean, Rufus. Oh my God. Just <laughs> doing his own thing. The cat just had to. Yeah, yes, yes. Okay. So let, <sighs> let's plug a few things. Okay. Um, we'll plug a few things. They're coming for me now. You can hear the police, y'all. <laughs> the jig is up. Um, Cece, tell me what you have planned right this minute. Absolutely nothing other than doing this again with you. You're a kid. She, that's a lie. I'm. She's always working. I am always working, and <laughs> I am finishing a record in oh, the name okay. of Jesus in February. That's what it's called? No. Oh, but that would maybe be great. It, maybe it should be. Yes, wow. I'm thinking of going kind of just like side note. I'm thinking of really want. I'm I'm tired of like hiding away. You're hiding Jesus. I've, I've been hiding everything Don't for like hide 10 Jesus. years. Your, your I'm story. I'm like all in with, black. No, your, your Jesus story is one of the best I've ever heard. So why don't you lean into the Lord? Well, I'm trying to, and I bought some dresses and some heels, and I think I want to. I think I want to like kind of get a little sexy on the cover. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. That's for us. But um, so yeah, all really that I have coming up is is finishing this Finish record. record. Good, good. I want to come see you. One of my questions was, I know we're out of time, but who locally are you into? And I know one person is playing your yes, your event. If yes, you I'm having an that. event February seventeenth. Uh, it's posted on Facebook as usual. Uh, there's a band I like called Sweet Nothings. They're a local LA band, but they're from Georgia. The fellow is Logan Shook, and his girlfriend Lily is in the band. And I haven't seen a singer that moved me like this. I shouldn't call him a kid, but maybe I will because like I'm is, 75. He's still like, they're both just like, you're just like, why are you so pure? But like, do this to me. Turn me upside down. Uh, they're they're really good, and yeah. they're and you know I I, I love not discovering because they were discovered already uh, by them by themselves. But um, I am sharing this band with mm -hmm, people. Mm -hmm. uh, my goddaughter and my manager now, Polly Parsons, uh, just released a Graham and Emmy Lou album of unheard live material with the 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 head of Amoeba. And this guy, Lo Shook, sang as an opener for Polly's uh, event. And I went, okay, who the F is that? I know with that suit, too. <laughs> the so little anyway, get up. <clears throat> so his band is playing in my yard. So I think our time is up, though. Yeah. I'm so sorry. March 17th. Is the event. whiskey. And there's my show at the whiskey where I tell all. Yeah. And <laughs> and then come to our event. Go on uh, Facebook and we'll talk to y'all soon. I love you so much. Thank I you. I love you too. But you still, thank you still, you. Low shook doesn't hold a candle to how you feel about me. No, it doesn't. No. <laughs> no. no one. Don't put that on the thing. No one I just had to assert my dominance. Off <laughs> the record. Cece Benhoffer for asking me such wonderful questions. 
And I love you. I love you too. Bye. Bye. <laughs>